Welcome to the Diversity Church Podcast. This is Pastor Jonathan Ember. We hope that you would just take a moment and listen and receive the Word of God. We know that one word from the Lord can change your life. And so we hope that this message will bless you and transform you in Jesus' name. We are in a series of messages entitled Summer in the Psalms. We've been getting our summer vibes on here at Diversity Church, and we've been looking into the Psalms of the Bible. We can't look at them all. Uh, I guess we would spend more than three years looking at the psalm, around three years, because there's 150 psalms if we preach every one of them, all right? So we've just been kind of looking and searching the different songs and prayers and journal entries of men of God in the Old Testament. We've been really focusing on David. We're going to do that again today. Today, we're going to look at one of my favorite analogies in the scripture, one of my favorite psalms, one of the most popular psalms that there is. Some of y'all probably even memorized it. How many of you guys know Psalm 23? All right. We're going to look at today, the Lord is my shepherd. That is the title of the message as we look at this psalm, this famous psalm. Uh, Psalm 23. Summertime in Indiana means that we're getting close to the Indiana State Fair. Hallelujah. Who's excited about whatever they're going to fry and dip into batter and just kind of, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anybody excited about the fair? I love going there. It was one of my traditions with David Nager before he passed. We go every summer to the fair. And one of the things I always love doing when I go to the fair outside of eating, because that's number one, uh, I like to go check out the animals. In particular, I always am fascinated uh, by the sheep. And here's the, the, really, the only reason why I'm fascinated by the sheep is because this is an analogy. This is a metaphor that God gives us over and over again in the scripture. God compares us to sheep and he compares himself to the shepherd. And so the Bible mentions sheep over 500 times. All right, so it's the number one mentioned animal in the Bible. So I think it's good for us to understand this analogy. And it's not just Psalm 23 that talks about it. Psalm 100, verse 3 says this. Know the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. And look what the scripture says. We're the sheep of his pasture. All right, so this is another psalm that talks about us being the sheep and God being the shepherd. He's the one who made us. It's important if God made us that we go to him to understand the user manual. Come on, somebody, right? It's important for us to understand that he wants to lead us in every area of our life. And that's why David shares in Psalm 23 how important this analogy is. And David is saying this probably later on in his life after he became the king of Israel. But he's probably reminiscing of the times where he led sheep. When he was an adolescent boy, he was a shepherd boy. And so no doubt he's remembering this time as he writes Psalm 23. Let's read verses one through six. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Let me say a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this time that we are gathered together in your name. 
I pray for your Holy Spirit just to birth in our hearts who you are as shepherd and who we are as your sheep. We just ask for your grace on this message in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In order to just further expound on this metaphor of us being the sheep and he being our shepherd, I just want to give us three tools. I want to study three tools of a shepherd today, okay? And we're going to just expound on Psalm 23. The first tool that I want to talk about that shepherds use to lead sheep is their voice. Their voice. Shepherds train their sheep to learn and obey their voice. I was watching a YouTube video just this last week that exemplified this. There was a group of people coming to this farm to check out the, the shepherd and his sheep. And they were coming and the shepherd said that he had a certain call for the sheep. And he told this group of observers what this call was. And so he challenged some of them. He said, I want you to go ahead and try to call the sheep. The sheep were grazing probably about a hundred yards away at this point. They're over here by the fence kind of looking at them for the sheep. And so they tried. He shared the call. It was kind of a weird call. It was like, something like that. It was like, that's weird. Uh, but anyway, they tried to do it, okay? And every one of them, there was three of them that proceeded to try to call the sheep with that same call. He just continued doing their thing. But then the shepherd came, and he did that, whatever that thing was, really loud. And all of a sudden, the sheep go like this. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, what the heck, man? Like these other three tried to do it. The sheep were just doing their own thing. This guy yells out loud this call and all of a sudden they turned their head and they're like, what's up? And so then they came to where the shepherd was and where all these people are watching and they were all like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. This reminds me of what Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 27. I'm going to read this out of the NIV, a very important scripture understanding, again, who God is as our shepherd and who we are as his sheep. This is Jesus saying, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Church, I want you to understand something. We need to get good at listening to the voice of our shepherd. Can I tell you all, Jesus knows exactly what we need and when we need it. Jesus knows exactly what we're looking for and when we actually need that thing. He is our shepherd and he wants to lead us like Psalm 23 says, beside the still waters. Come on, somebody. He wants to make us lie down in the green pastures. Verses one through four talks about all these things and he, he wants to lead us into the path of righteousness, what is right in our life. For his name's sake, he even says, even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he wants to lead us through those times. How does he do it? How does he do that? If he is our shepherd and he wants to lead, how is he doing that with these sheep in Psalm 23? He does that by his voice. He wants to show us where to go, how to go there. He wants to say, I want you to come over here if you need rest in your life. He's going to tell you, all right, it's time for you to lay down. If you need the path that is right in your life and you don't want to go down the wrong path, he's going to say, this is the way I need you to walk in it. If you're going through a time of loss and grief, the Lord is there to lead you and guide you to tell you, I am with you. I am for you. I'm not against you. Even though there's death all around you, I got your back. Come on, somebody. How many guys know we need that shepherd in our life? This is who he is, and he wants to lead us by that voice. 
And we need to get good at just listening to that voice. To continue on in that example of that YouTube video of these, these um, people that were watching the shepherd call his sheep. Once the sheep came over there, they were so amazed that they couldn't stop talking. They were like yelling and they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the sheep came and all that kind of stuff. And what happened was once the sheep came near the shepherd, their loud voices spooked off some of the sheep. Their loud voices, their, their cheering, their, their kind of craziness, it ends up kind of spooking some of the sheep. And so some of the sheep ends up running away from the shepherd because they were afraid of those people that were around them. How often does this happen in our life? The voice, that still small voice of the shepherd is trying to speak to us to tell us the right way to go, the right things to do. He's trying to give us peace and rest. He's trying to lead us to the still, to those still waters and all of that type of thing. But we're so distracted by all the other noise in our life. We got too much going on on our, on our phone. We got too much going on at our work. We got too much going on in our lives. And all these other voices take precedent over the shepherd. And we're wondering why we're lost in life. I'm talking to Christians today who are the sheep of his pasture. I'm talking to you, church member. I'm talking to you, saint. How often do you just get lost in the noise of this life? And you're not sitting there waiting for the master's command. I've seen this over and over again in my own life. Just this last week, after I knew I was going to preach this, I needed this message for myself. I mean, you know, like you can preach to everybody else, but you need the message too. I knew I was going to preach this this week, and I'm in my car. I'm all distracted. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm in my car. I'm about to try to go into the gym. I'm trying to have some time with the Lord, but I'm just distracted by my phone. I'm kind of just wore out at this point. I knew I was going to preach this, and it was time for the preacher to live it himself. I said, it was like as if the Lord was telling me, you're going to preach this to everybody else. Why don't you just do what you're going to tell them to do on Sunday? I was like, well, that's probably a good idea. And so I started singing, The Lord is My Shepherd, a song that we're going to have here at the end of the message. Um, and we're going to go into a time of prayer so that we can all get better at just listening to Him. So I begin to sing that in my car. I begin to lift up my hands. I begin just to understand that this is where I find my rest. This is why the Bible says He will make us lie down in green pastures. Not that he's going to lead us to lie down. No, he's going to make us lie down. How many of you guys know that we need to make ourselves lie down sometimes? How many of you guys know that the voice of the shepherd, what he'll say many times for you is to take a break? What he'll, what he'll tell you many times is you're just working too hard. You're just doing too much. I didn't ask you to do this very thing that you're even doing right now. Take a break. He'll lead us to that place, even if we're in the middle of death and sorrow and grief. It's all around us. He'll even lead us to that place where we're at peace. Why? Because he'll lead us to himself. Can I tell you that sheep rely totally on their shepherd? Sheep are dumb animals. Matter of fact, they, they don't have any d defense mechanism. They don't have uh, like even sense enough to like when they're grazing to know where a cliff is. And so many sheep have been known to like graze right off a cliff and fall and, you know, break their neck. Right. This is what sheep do. And this is what we do without Jesus. Every step of the way. Every area of our life, I'm telling somebody today that we need to rely on the voice of the shepherd. Can I tell somebody he knows better than we do? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
Listening to obey his voice in every area of our life is the most important thing that any of us could do because he'll make you look way better than you are on your own. You get caught in thorn bushes. Come on, somebody. Who's been caught up? (laughs) You get eaten by some type of animal who's been ate up in their life. You you end up going hungry at times. Who've been hungry in their life, right? But when we're following the shepherd, he protects us. He leads us to that place of peace. He takes us to the green pastures where we're really going to find satisfaction for our soul. This is who the Lord is. And chances are, if if you're finding yourself at a place where you're not at peace, where you're living in sin... If you're discontent in your life, chances are you're either not a sheep of his pasture or you're one of these sheep that aren't listening to his voice. Because if you're following Jesus, even through tough times in your life, you're going to have the peace of God. You're going to be on the right path. You're you're going to be by still waters that are going to restore your soul. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to anybody that has gone off the path, but the Lord has brought you back on the path? Am I talking to anybody that knows that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? This is what it's all about. Being attentive to his voice, listening to everything that the Lord is wanting us to do because he is our shepherd. And one of the tools he uses clearly is his voice. Here's the second thing, the second tool that a shepherd would use is their rod and their staff. Come on, somebody, i got an illustrated sermon today. Psalm 23, 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Most scholars believe that the rod and staff could mean the same thing. Um, This would definitely be a staff. Sometimes a shepherd would be walking with like kind of a walking stick as well. And that could be the rod. But really, it could be the same thing. And this is the shepherd staff that I got when I was ordained. And I use it in my office. If anybody's acting crazy, I just get them around their neck. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not being serious, all right? (laughs) The girls over here thought I was for real. Little kid comes in there acting crazy. Get over here. You know what I mean? I don't do that. But be kind of cool for that. That's not what a shepherd's staff is for, not for me to take you literally by the neck and and grab you and tell you to get over here. But let me explain to you what um, the shepherd's staff is for when it comes to their sheep. And again, we're looking at this metaphor because we're his sheep. He is our shepherd. One of the things it's used for is a weapon. Kind of like if you're like Donatello off of the Ninja Turtles, you know what I'm talking about? And the shepherd is really good at using this to defend his sheep against the predators that are after him. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my, right? Wolves, right? And so the scripture actually mentions this one time that you might even be familiar with when David was actually watching his sheep before he became the king. In 1 Samuel 17, 34 and 35, as he's about to face Goliath, this is what he says. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and I struck it. Now that is probably talking about him having a shepherd's rod and he struck that lion that came after the sheep and he struck it with the rod and he rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, 
I seized it by the hair. Now he's taking it by his own hand. Come on, David was a bad dude. I seized it by the hair, struck it, probably struck it again with his stick, and killed it. All right, so David was a good shepherd who was wanting to protect his sheep. And so as he's writing in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd and he goes on and he talks about how he is with him and that his rod and his staff, they comfort him. How comforting is it to know that your shepherd has your back against the wolf, against the bear, against the lion? Come on, somebody against any predator that is after you. Well, David's saying, if I'm a shepherd and I care about the sheep, how much more does the Lord care about us? If I would defend my sheep against their predators, how much does the Lord defend us against ours? And so he's writing this from experiencing, experience, knowing that this is how he defended his sheep. And this is how the Lord was going to defend him. I love this. Matter of fact, I love the analogy here that we can see of Jesus. Again, Jesus talks about him being the shepherd, and I love this. Isn't this what Jesus did, what David did for his sheep by striking the lion? Isn't this what Jesus did for all of us? We were all like sheep. We had gone astray. All of us had turned from God through our own wicked ways. We had all kind of not listened to the voice, and we went and did our own thing, and then all of a sudden, we all got trapped by the lion, the devil. And then Jesus, the good shepherd, comes with the rod of the cross. And he comes and he strikes the head of the devil, come on, with that cross, which was his staff. And then at the end of that whole process, the Bible says the enemy has been defeated. Come on, somebody. Jesus has won the day. How does he do this? He goes to the lion. The one who's roaming around seeking whom he may devour. He had us in the grip of his teeth because of our own sinfulness going away from God and his ways. And Jesus takes the rod, the staff of the cross. He hits the devil in the head and he says, no, not with those who would believe on me. They will not perish but they will have everlasting life. Isn't that awesome? This is what the Lord will do, not just for salvation, but even in every area of our life. Do you need deliverance? Do you need protection? Come to the Lord. Stay close to the Lord who is your shepherd, and he will comfort you through his rod and his staff that he uses as a weapon. Here's the second thing he does. Now, I was joking about this, how, he, how I will use this literally to bring somebody in, but this is what the Lord will do. He'll bring the rod out and the staff out for correction. This is the next thing that a staff is used from a shepherd. When sheep get off the path, if they're in seven feet of distance or whatever, he's going to take that staff and he's going to use right here this crook of the staff and he's going to try to bring that sheep back into line. Maybe if they're hanging off of a cliff or whatever and they've fallen because they went off path, he'll take that shepherd's rod, that shepherd's staff, and the crook of that to bring the sheep back close to him. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Maybe you were in church, came to church that Sunday, and you know you've been off. Is it just me that have come to church one day and I was off? I was off path. I was messed up. Matter of fact, I was kind of concerned even coming to church that day. I felt like lightning was going to strike me from heaven, right? And so I came in with all sorts of shame, but then there was a word of God that was preached 
A word aimed at repentance to turn my heart back to the shepherd to to get me to come back on the right path. And so I was there in that service and all of a sudden I felt that word coming for me. Anybody been in church and you felt the word was coming for you? All right. That is the good shepherd trying to bring you back into alignment, trying to bring you back into the right path. He's trying to bring correction to your life, and he will use the rod of his word to do that thing in our life time in and time again. This is the reason why I preach the whole truth unapologetically here at Diversity Church. I will preach the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me, God. I want to bring the word of God, the rod of God, to bring us into correction, because we might be off on this ditch. We might be off on that ditch, but I need the word of God to straighten us, to make me on the right path. I need him to, to give me whatever I need to get me correct in my life. I love uh, this scripture in Proverbs thirteen twenty four. I, I use this in the parenting uh, series because this is so important for us to understand even as parents. Um, the reason why even pastors of a church is called a pastor. They're a shepherd over people. And if you're a parent over kids, you're like a shepherd over your household. And this is what Proverbs 13, 24 says. It says, he who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Now, my dad had this on a paddle that he would use to spank us growing up. I don't recommend you having scripture on anything that's going to hit your kid. I hated that paddle. Andy, I hated that paddle growing up, right? I did not think that that was going to comfort me. I thought that that would hurt me every single time I did something. And here comes the paddle with this scripture on it. Don't use scripture to spank your kids. Amen. All right. But now that I've grown up and I've seen how important it was for me to get that correction growing up, now that I'm older and I, and I recognize that I needed those type of things, guess what? It comforts me because I know I could have been on a worse path. I had got off path, but thank God for some correction in my life. Thank God for some truth in my life. Thank God for some righteousness that was lifted up in my life in place of my rebellion to keep me from going further than I actually went. So now I look back and even though I'm like, yeah, he should have had the scripture on a paddle and spanked me with it. I'm thankful for those moments of discipline. I'm thankful. One of the things that he made me do, and really I've talked to you about my dad before. He was very abusive in other ways, but I'm thankful that he made me eat spinach growing up. Because I've been all around the world and I've been a, a missionary in many places where I had to eat some crazy things. And guess what? I was disciplined as a kid to eat those things. Maybe not those things, but other things that I hated. So now I'm willing to try anything. Well, now I appreciate it. Now the discipline that I got growing up comforts me. Now I've learned even that the Lord loves those that he disciplines. He loves those that he chastens. He loves those that he corrects. So if I get a little correction of the Holy Spirit, it comforts me now instead of making me feel like God doesn't love me. No, he's spanking me because he loves me. So if you learn to love the rod of discipline, if you learn to love the shepherd's correction because he loves you enough to correct you, if you learn that his rod and his staff, it's there to protect you from the enemy, it will comfort you just like David said, it comforts him. So again, the Lord will use, the shepherd even will use his voice as a tool. He'll use the shepherd's rod as a tool. But the, he also uses this, and many people don't know this about the shepherd. He uses oil. 
He uses oil. In Psalm 23, 5, you guys have heard the scripture. We read it earlier. It says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Like, if you don't know that a shepherd uses this as a tool, you'll read that and you'll be like, what the heck? Like, what does that mean? Like, why is he pouring oil on the sheep? Well, a shepherd would use oil for three different things at least for their sheep. One of the things that that a shepherd would use oil for is for certain bugs that would try to crawl up in the nose of the sheep. And the shepherd every day would try to come and pour oil on that sheep's nose so that when flies in particular come to try to get up that nose, they're going to slip out because there's all sorts of oil in that nose. And so they're susceptible to these flies many times. If they don't have the oil, the flies will get up there. They'll lay the eggs up there. Y'all about to get grossed out in church. They'll get the eggs up there. They'll get infested with worms in their brain. And this has been known to kill certain sheep. But when the shepherd has poured that oil in the nose of the sheep, when those flies come up to try to nest They come up to try to get up in the nose of the sheep. They'll like slide off. And it is a protective mechanism for sheep to have that oil in their nose. Let me say this. The Bible calls the devil the Lord of the flies. And how many of you guys know that he's always trying to irritate us, swarm around us, try to get up in our minds, try to get up into our mind with all sorts of irritations, with all sorts of offenses. He's roaming around seeking those whom he may devour. Where does he start? The battlefield, as Joyce Meyer puts it, is in our mind. He comes with those thoughts and he tries to plant them in our mind. Well, what is the defense mechanism for the Christian against all of those ways of the devil? How many guys know we need to be anointed with the oil of God every single day? We need to spend time in his presence. We need the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit to come upon us so that when the irritations of life come, when the swarming of the enemy comes, it just slides right on off of us. We're not dwelling on it in our mind. It's coming straight off of us because we've been in the presence of God and he's anointed our head with oil and our cup is overflowing in our life. He anoints our head with oil to protect us from those things. Uh, One of the things, one of the reasons for the anointing oil for sheep is because many of the male sheep, the rams, they butt heads with each other. Have you guys ever seen the cram videos from Tony Baker? We got cram. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's a really funny video. You'll come across it one time and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't show these videos because of copyright since we broadcast, but I would have loved to show you one of these cram videos. He does this voiceover and it's like these two sheep and they're standing at a fence. He's like, what? You want some? You want some? And the other sheep's like, yeah, I'm about to get some. And then they come and they meet at the fence and they just ram and he goes cram right when they okay i'm i'm not good you guys have to look it up all right tony baker cram videos all right but it shows you exactly what sheep do specifically male rams what they will do many times they will bump heads and so the reason why the shepherd will anoint their head with oil is so that when they cram when they bump heads they slide off easier now tell me we don't need this in our life church 
when we're doing life with our husband and our wife, when we're doing life with other church members and we're beginning to butt heads, how many of you guys know the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit in our life, the fruit of the Holy Spirit that comes from being in his presence and being refreshed and being poured out that oil on our heads, it will help us slide right off those who are trying to bump heads with us. I thought I was preaching to somebody today who can be honest with me and tell me like I was in the presence of God. And if I wasn't, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like, have you ever been there? Pastor Mike, I know, what you, I know you know what I'm talking about at the North Campus. Listen to me. Have you ever been there where you missed your Jesus time that morning? And somebody came at you twisted? We ain't sliding off. No, there's going to be blood. This means war. You know what I mean? And so, like, I need that more than ever today. People are pulling out guns in the middle of Raymond Street because of some type of, you know, traffic. uh, What's it called? What's it called when people get uh, road rage? Right? Like, you, you go into Walmart now and there's some bumping, cramming going on. You know what I'm talking about in Walmart? We need this. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that that stuff that comes at us slides right on off. I I preach this to married couples when we're in marriage counseling. One of the things I tell y'all is what Andy said that, that Teen Challenge is all about. I'm telling you, you'll be a better husband. You'll be a better wife when you spent time with Jesus. My, my wife and I, we have this thing that if we're getting on each other's nerve, you know what we tell each other? You need to go spend time with Jesus. <laughs> what are they going to tell, tell you in, in return? No, I don't. <laughs> they might tell you, you need to spend time with Jesus. Yeah, I do. Because I know I'm a little bit too irritable. But when I'm spending time with the Lord and he anoints my head with oil things. We need his oil. We need his direction. We need his grace upon our life. We need that anointing oil. He needs to anoint our head with oil. So those things will slide off in our life. Another reason why the shepherd would anoint the sheep's head with oil or even their body for that matter is for healing. As the sheep would go and they would graze and they would roam, they would encounter the sticks and the thistles and the rocks and the different predators that might have Got a little lamb chop that morning. But if they made it out of that, right, and they're coming back to the shepherd, the shepherd would use that oil and he would anoint wherever that sheep had a, a bruise or a bump, and that oil would help in the healing process. Guys, we're going through life, and life hurts sometimes. We get the nicks, we get the bumps, we get the bruises. It's painful. But I want you to know that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came with this Holy Spirit that was upon him so that he can bring that Holy Spirit into our life.